Thank you for tuning in to Can You Talk Mental Health. Today we have the multi-talented Mr. Al Tolbert. Al Tolbert was born in Alexander, Virginia. Al Tolbert specializes in mechanical repairs as well as car detailing, game streaming on his YouTube channel, and is an avid golfer. Al Tolbert is the father to his beautiful daughter and up-and-coming son, as well as an entrepreneur. Let's welcome the multi-talented Mr. Al Tolbert onto Can You Talk Mental Health. I'm so excited to have another male perspective on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today, Al. Yep, anytime, anytime. And for our viewers today, we will be discussing father's mental health. And so we're just going to jump straight into it. And so our viewers can understand you a little bit better, Al. I do want to ask you, what does being a father mean to you? Being a father to me, greatest goddamn thing you can do, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it's the greatest thing ever as is, is a guy. You learn a lot. Um, you go through a lot. You learn a lot about yourself that you had no idea. And it's honestly just the greatest thing ever to me. And since you did mention that it is kind of like a learning process, would you explain to our viewers what you have learned about yourself since becoming a father? Um, I used to think I was a patient guy. Nope. Yeah, I've had to learn a lot of patience because uh, kids, they're, they're, they're going all the time, especially when they get to the talking age. They, they, they want to talk all the time. They don't, they, don't know thing, they don't know everything that you know, and it's, like, and it's kind of a new environment when you're taking care of a kid, especially at a young age because you're just like so used to doing everything without having to care for somebody else, and you got to slow down, and you're like, oh, wait. I got to teach her this. She doesn't know it. She's not supposed to. She, she doesn't know that's not what you're not supposed to do. And you just got to, you really got to learn that patience. That patience is, it's the main thing for me. <laughs> it's just patience. And I, I've definitely got to a point now where, yeah, if she, if, if she does something that I've never talked to her about, I don't even, I don't raise my voice. I don't get mad and just say calm and collective, talk to her about it. When she does it again, then you might have to, you know, be a little more assertive, but that's, that's about it. Just patience. Patience, patience, patience. Yeah. Biggest thing. And so it sounds like being a father also is kind of like taking yourself aside of things and like taking yourself out of a situation and thinking like from this perspective of you de child. You definitely, yeah, you definitely can't react how you would originally want to react to certain situations, even, and I'm not just speaking on situations with your child, but like even on situations if like something goes wrong at the store and you know you just gotta you gotta try to stay calm especially for you if your child's with you for your child so they know you're kind of teaching them to also stay calm in situations and not always get routed up and there's certain times there's a certain there's a time and place for everything and kind of use that and teach them that as well yeah and just being mindful that they're they're always watching you yep or how you carry yourself and that's pretty awesome and so since you did discuss a little bit for our viewers about you as a father and how you are just monitoring your behaviors and just being so um, aware of yourself for your child, how do you maintain self-care since becoming a father? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, my answer is kind of weird for that one, mainly because uh, with the self-care, it's like uh, when I first became a father, it was almost kind of I was lacking in my self-care a little bit because I was so worried about her. Mm. Like, I'm taking care of somebody else. I got to make sure I do everything right. And for me, also, um, 
other fathers, I'm pretty sure that have daughters can deal with this, you know, taking care of a daughter's uh, <laughs> hygiene, hygiene wise, is a little different than taking care of a guy. So you really gotta, um, you really gotta learn a few more uh, extra hygiene steps that you didn't know, you never learned about, because you know we don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I was lacking a little bit on myself because I was just too focused on her, and then. The older she got, the more I kind of started picking back up. And I was, you kind of have to realize you're the example for your child. So you got to make sure you're doing right and self-care, take care of yourself. And then they'll want to follow in your footsteps. So it'll be like secondhand nature to them. Yeah, so like, just correlating to what you were talking about with how you're monitoring your behavior. Mm -hmm. There's also factors to how you take care of yourself. Yeah, like for example, every morning I wake up and when I wake up and go in there and brush my teeth. And if uh, my daughter is up at the time, she'll she'll come in there and be like, what you doing, daddy? And I'm like, oh, I'm just brushing my teeth. She's like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. I forgot. I'm like, oh, you didn't forget. You just woke up. Yeah. But, yeah, she just wants to come in there and brush. She just wants to be like daddy and brush her teeth. It's simple stuff like that. It makes the teaching part a lot easier and it's going to help you maintain your self-care as well. You yeah. just got to remember you're the role model. She's going to do, he or she is going to do whatever you do. Right, especially with you just being so aware of that. That's awesome. Um, and so, what's the best parenting advice that you've received as a father? I, yeah, it's something my mom and my dad always said, and it's always done to me. Just make sure you love them. And make sure they know that you love them. Because hmm. once, I mean, once your kid knows you love them, and once your kid knows you have their back, they'll come to you for anything. They'll always... They will have un that unlimited trust in you to be able to tell you anything and all that type of stuff. And, like, yeah, that's kind of how it is for my parents. Like, with me and my parents, they was always, there's one thing they always made sure was that I knew that they loved me no matter what and would do anything for me. And me knowing that I'd go in for anything, I wouldn't, I mean, you know, a certain thing, of course, there's certain things, you know, your parents should know and just need to stay that way. But... I would go for them for, for generally anything, any advice or feeling down or feeling bad. I just know that they were there. Like if I'm even now as an adult, if I'm down bad on like money or something like that, anything that I can just go to them and they'll be there. And that's the main thing I'd say. That's the best advice I'd say you give. Just make sure your kid love, knows that you love them and you will do anything for them. Yeah. And just especially with how you were raised with fostering the relationship under unconditional love and just you can see as you've grown that it was so important to you that just those same principles will you know eventually give you the same result with your child exactly so that's awesome um and so since you did just share with us that great piece of advice about just unconditional love what has given you the most joy uh since becoming a father mm. Ooh, it's honestly it's such a big list it's just I, I don't know, the main thing that, <laughs> this might be a little funny and simple, but the main thing that gives me the most joy is every time I see or hear her and she does that big smile and daddy, and any time I hear my name come out of her mouth, it's just like... Like that joy yeah, just hits you all it, over it again? Just, it just, yeah, yeah it's just, oh, it's, it's such a rush, honestly. Like, I, I never thought I would ever... Never thought anything would give me this feeling, to be honest. It's a very indescribable feeling. And that every time I'm going to go pick her up from anywhere, Daddy runs and jumps in my arms, even though it hurts because, you know, she's a thousand pounds now. 
it just grows. Yeah, it, I love that feeling. It's it's very indescribable. I I just I, yeah. As you can incredible. see, <laughs> so you're gonna keep having that same joy. Yeah, I, I feel that same joy, even though even with uh, Zayden on the way, I, I feel it's gonna be the same joy, even though he's a boy and everything. As soon as I hear him, see him, same with Zoe. As soon as she was born, I cried like a little girl. Yeah. I, I, you would think I was the one being born. <laughs> <laughs> Cry like a little girl, and it's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Not a single thing. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and so Tangy Talk Mental Health was created specifically for our youth as well. And so just so that we can kind of divulge into just a little bit about for our teenagers and for any teenage pregnancy, uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give a young man experiencing a teenage pregnancy? Mm, well, I'm all, obviously I'm throwing a piece of advice I feel is always the most important. No matter what, make sure you know your child knows that you love them, no matter what. And you will be there for them, no matter what. With that being said, it's for being, for being a teenager, and it happens, things happen. I would always stress, you know, when you want to dabble into that world as you're growing up, be safe about it, talk to your parents about it, talk to anybody who's not a teenager as well about it, because... They would know better than a teenager, obviously. But like I said, if you, you things happen, so just always remember things happen. Um, if you have a good support system and you're a teenager and you're in that situation and you have good caring parents, no matter how mad they are, they're gonna support you. If they're good and caring parents, they're gonna support you and they're gonna have your back. And don't think it's the end of the world. Also, something big right there. Don't think it's the end of the world. Don't get super depressed or anything like that. Yes, as a teenager, yes, you, I mean, yes, you probably shouldn't be getting pregnant as a teenager and all that good stuff, but we, we can't really keep looking at pregnancy as such a bad thing. That's kind of what we're here for, to expand our race and whatnot. But just, just know it's not the end of the world. Everything's going to be okay, if, especially if you have that good caring support system. It, it's gonna just know it's gonna be fun that's that's my advice on it. yeah and just reaching out to those that are there for you like you mentioned mm -hmm. and especially i think it's important that you said like if we are speaking primarily to our youth um that you go outside of you know your peers because they can only help you from that subjective uh, opinion but maybe you do need to lean on your mentors or you know, those those adults in your life that you feel comfortable talking to and having those challenging, difficult conversations with. Yeah, it may be scary or anything, but it definitely needs to be had. Right, absolutely. And so since you did just share with us some great advice for any of our young men experiencing a teenage pregnancy, I'm just curious, what is your opinion on being a teenage father? Being a teenage father isn't only going to affect you and it's in this sense, just because you're a teenager and you're still being cared for. So, that, but you still being cared for, that kind of falls on back onto whoever's caring for you. Your parents, your grandparents, your guardian, your sister, your foster parents, kind of falls back on them because they're still caring for you and now you have to care for another person. Which ultimately falls back on them caring for another person. So, just and try to keep that in mind when you're... Uh, just, yeah, just keep that in mind, and it's going to put a little bit of more stress on them. Definitely going to put a lot of stress on you, but more stress on them. They've been dealing with stress a little. 
and you're still kind of a teenager you're really still kind of learning what stress is yeah. just just definitely keep that in mind and but also keep in mind like i said if you have good and supportive parents no matter how stressful the situation is going to be they'll have your back right and i think it's important too just as we speak on teenage pregnancy about just you know being careful as well um, because like you mentioned, as a teenager, you are still somebody else's responsibility. So you have to, you know, when you do, you know, if you partake and engage, just being careful and being, being mindful of every action is a reaction. Being careful and also before, even if you're thinking about partaking and engage, and if, you know, if you have the mentor, if you have the somebody around you can talk to about it or you feel comfortable talking to about it even if you don't feel comfortable talking about it it's always better to be safe than sorry so if you can talk to somebody about it first ask them figure out what's safe and what's not do it the right way absolutely and so you guys y'all know i love a little spicy question so on the previous episode if you have not listened we dropped the mother's mental health and so since we have Mr. Al Tolbert on here today to discuss father's mental health, I do want to get into a little bit of tea. So, Mr. Al, in your opinion for today's spicy question, and mind you guys, the mom already answered this, so if you want to hear the mom's version, you can go listen to mom's mental health. Let me see. I was shocked, honey. I was in tears almost. But today's for our fathers. Do you feel like dads have it easier than moms? I'm going to tell you right now, no, the mom doesn't have it any easier than the father. The father doesn't have it any easier than the mother, especially, uh, uh, let me back that up a little bit. If they're both involved, no one has it, neither has it easier and neither has it harder. It, it comes, it'll come in waves and certain, yes, certain things will be harder on a mother than it would be a father for like. For example, let's say if you have a, say if you got a single dad and, you know, he's raising a daughter, you know, girls go through certain things guys don't go through. So for a father to have to teach that to his daughter and he has nothing, no idea about it, of course, it's going to be harder in that situation. But if they're both around, neither one has it harder or easier. It's just, it, it's, it's an equal, it's an equal effort being parents. It's an equal effort, a very equal effort. No, either parent has it harder than the other, unless the other one is like not around, and even whether that's not around by choice or not choice. If they're both around and both parents are active, no parent has it easier. No parent has it harder. It's an equal effort. It all they all get. They you have your good days and you have your bad days. Yeah, it's it's all equal. I can't. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine sometimes the stuff that Zoe does here and she probably does the exact same thing over there. Or not, who knows? It's never all gonna be a challenge or or not, you know. It's equal. So just having that balance. So yeah, it's it's a balanced thing and like I said, the gender will have its moments. The gender will have certain things or affect certain things being harder easier but like I said it's still equal as long as both parents are engaged yeah when both parents are engaged it's going to be equal and like for the single parents of course they'll have it single moms may have it a little harder with, with a boy than single dad with a boy or a single dad with a girl may have it a little harder than a single mom with a boy or vice versa so it really just depends on you obviously 
But like I said, both parents are around equal, equal, 50-50. And I think we all know it definitely takes a village as well and that support system. Yeah, it definitely takes a village. Um, I will just go off topic here. I'm going to tell you, tell all you parents right now, they're going to act very different around you than they do the grandparents. Just remember that. Very different. <laughs> they have a split personality. Yeah, it's like grandparents go to the grandparents' house. Ooh, I can get away with this, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that. Parents come around. Military <laughs> student. Right, greatest kid in the world. <laughs> and so since you did just speak a little bit about just grandparents and we spoke about the village, um, how has your lived experiences shaped who you are today and the type of parent that you are? Uh, just from... For me, mainly, uh, growing up with my dad. I grew up and started living with my dad. I would switch back and forth between my dad and my mom. I would, I would go with my dad on the weekends all the way up until, like, the second grade, second or third grade, and my dad came and uh, then I went with my dad full-time and just growing up with him and seeing everything that he did, all the sacrifices and stuff that he made, and having him, having him being the fantastic dad that he is is molded what I hope to be yeah I hope to be just as good or in his words and I guess my words now too but in his words he used to always tell me or when I used to say I hope I used to tell him I hope I'd be as good as dad as you are he would always reply with no son I want you to be better and I kind of understand what he means by that now but it's going to be hard to be better than him, but I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do my best. That's awesome. He's, yeah, he's, he's the guy. If I had a couple of my friends here, they would tell the same thing. He gives them, he gives all my friends fatherly advice like he's their dad. I'm like, come on, dad, calm down. They got a dad. <laughs> but he just wants to be that, like, yeah. figurehead for anybody who needs him. Yeah, he just, that's how he is. I think, I think he got that mainly from, because him growing up, he didn't have his dad, so. He's always told himself he's going to be nothing like that. He's going to be the best dad he can be. And he's definitely succeeded. So That's incredible. And it's very interesting that you said, like, you were kind of watching him, and that's kind of how you molded yourself. And then you're, like, so mindful of, like, when you act and react and do things. Now you're like, oh, she's watching me, so let me maybe, like, be more mindful of how I react. It seems like you probably just took that and copied and pasted. Pretty much. That's Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I do want to give a shout out to an organization dedicated specifically to males wellness. The National African American Male Wellness Agency is a coalition advocating for the importance of health literacy among African American men. They're located in 16 major cities and there is one specifically here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm honored to shine light on the National African American Male Wellness Agency and all that they're also promoting, not only including a focus from health and wellness, but to include fatherhood, financial wellness, mental health, mentorship, and research initiatives as a core focus. Thank you guys for all that you're doing. And so just back into our topic today, Mr. Al Tolbert, do you feel as though father's mental health is overlooked? Society today is kind of, I say it's overlooked, not because, um, not really because people just decide, hey, he's dad, it'd be all right. But that's uh, kind of how society made it for the males of today, for men of today, like they kind of made it to where it's like almost unmanly to show your emotions and show how you're feeling and whatnot. So um, even if a dad does, is going through like a mental health problem or, you know, having depression or sad or 
having their own mental problems, they're probably not expressing it because it's kind of how they were possibly taught, and that's how society has made men of made it. That's how they've made it seem like men should be of today. But uh, and also, you know, uh, with the mom, you have the postpartum stuff, and you know, you you're always gonna be that much a little more worried about the mom and stuff. You know, they're dealing with the caring. You know, you hear about the postpartum and all that stuff. So you're always gonna be worried, a little more worried about the mom and thinking the dad's just there to help take care of the mom and whatnot. And like I said, even if the dad has something going on, he's just pushing through it because that's how we were taught. And he's not gonna say anything until maybe it's too late. Yeah, so you feel like it's like unintentionally like a pressure put yeah. on, on fathers? Yeah, I don't think it's something that's intentional at all. I think, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not really intentional because that's just how society's been teaching men all since before time. Yeah, since before time, and that was uh, may go back a little bit to the question before, but that's also one thing that my dad never never did. He didn't he didn't hide his emotions at all. My dad cried in front of me plenty of times, and he was never he never hid his emotions at all. He never suppressed them or anything. And thinking about that, it probably comes from my grandma. She was, yeah, <laughs> definitely probably comes from her, but he never hid his emotions or anything, and I, I'm, I really appreciate that he didn't, because I don't, I don't hide, I don't feel I need to hide my emotions and stuff. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a really a big cry or anything, but I, I will express when I'm sad or stuff like that, just because as a, as a man, you need to, right. as a man, as a father, anything, you, you need to, if you're feeling some type of way, you need to express it. People do care. Right. There are people who care. And just leaning on those that are there for you to uplift you because it's a very beautiful thing when you can be vulnerable and be open and don't have to, you know, carry everything on your own. Exactly. It's just, it, it can be very difficult to carry everything and to hold everything in. And then that pressure builds up and when it, yeah, when it pops, it, can, it's, it may not be pretty when it pops and you, you want to really avoid that. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Is there anything you want to share? Anyone you want to shout out today on the podcast? Um, yeah, definitely shout out my dad, uh, Al Senior. Yeah, I'm a junior, and uh, hate that I did that. Now I got to live up to his shoes. Like I said, it's gonna be difficult. But you know, my dad and all my other fatherly friends out there, list y'all now. Y'all, you know, <laughs> hold on, I mean, get ready. Uh, See, we got Jamar, got my boy Cam, Mike, uh, Joe, uh, Sam, man, there's too many of y'all now. There's way too many of y'all. I'm trying to think of all y'all. I'm sorry if I forget some of y'all, but those are the main ones, because those are the ones I'm around the most. And they, uh, oh, of course, I cannot forget this one. Tyler, rest in peace to you, my guy. He found out he was going to be a dad a day before he got in his motorcycle accident. So he never actually got to experience it, but he would be one to tell you that he <laughs> he would always joke around, oh, no, I ain't having no kids, I ain't having no kids, as soon as me and him get behind closed doors, oh, I can't wait to have a son. He he wanted a son so bad, but yeah, rest in peace to Tyler, and shout out to anybody who's helping raise Tyler, Junior, Trace, Trace Cosby, the main one right there, but all y'all are some... From what I've witnessed so far, all y'all are great fathers, and y'all do a good job of raising y'all's kids. Um, I mean, who am I to say that? But, hey, that's what I see. And shout out to you guys. You guys keep on killing it and keep on being a father everyone needs and deserves. 
And thank you so much for joining us today here, Mr. Al Colbert, and for raising awareness for Father's Mental Health and being that voice for our males to be vulnerable and to discuss mental health. It's definitely love to come back on here and do it again, to be honest. Throw up any more questions for me, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> I got be you. Down to come back. Yes, we love to hear it. Thank you so much to Kangi Talk Mental Health viewers for sitting with me and Mr. Al Tolbert. And as always, I hope that you guys find clarity in knowing that you are not alone in your unseen battles. Thank you so much for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health. Can I talk to you soon? <laughs>